going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 180 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And Shelly Walter. Hello. Today we're geeking out about the Alan Wake property, Mulan trailer, and a new Akira. Not the singer. There's a singer named Akira, right? You're thinking Shakira. That's Shakira. Shakira. Yeah, well this is <laughs> no SH in this Akira that we're talking about. First, special shout-outs to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Grace, Brian Struther, Jordan Garter, Casey Cobble, Jason Wilkerson, Sam Watson, David Corey, Unchained Spirit, Hannah Bacon, Hannah Goose, The Moot, Mouse Potatoes, Not the I don't like that potatoes. at all, Dan Alo, Trey Rayman, Peter Towell, Michael Miller Jr., I need to move some of those names around so I don't do that, <laughs> The Moose, The Mouse Potatoes, uh, <laughs> But yeah, let's let's get into the games we've been playing. I Joe, it looks like you've been playing Apex Season Two a little bit. So I played a little bit. Yeah, I got to try out uh, Watson. Cool. I don't have Watson yet. What do you think? Interesting. More of a defensive tactic, kind of a, a zone control kind of play. Okay. What um, exactly does the force field do? I haven't. Been so able to get you, it. you can set down two pi- two pylons or more. And they form an electric fence that will slow down enemies when they run through it. Kind of oh, makes them okay. sit in ducks if they're willing to charge through. Yeah, if you put that in a doorway then, like in front of a doorway, and then the barrier's coming through, or whatever you want to call it. Right. map's getting smaller, you could hurt yep. somebody. Yep, you can squeeze them. That's cool. And then her ult lets her set down a, a thing that recharges, recharges shields for anybody around on, on your team. Okay. So I had one game where I was sniping. I had like 400 damage on one wa- one that just kept... She had her ult up and kept recharging her shields. Oh, wow. I had like 400 damage on her alone. Huh. And did not win that fight. Have you been doing the ranked at all? No, I haven't done ranked yet. So I've gotten to go in the rank a little bit, and I like the ranked because I feel like I'm playing with people more my level, and that's been okay. kind of cool. But I, it takes very long time to get into a game. Uh, With rank, yeah, I don't, I don't want to put a time on it because I think it's probably like two or three minutes, which doesn't seem like a lot. But when you're used to it taking thirty seconds to get into a game, having to sit there and wait, I've like walked away and come back because it's taken so long a few times. There just aren't that many people ranked as low as you. That could be it. (laughs) (laughs) You would think that's where the most people would be. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and I don't play I don't play games like that unless I've got a ready made crew, mm-hmm. and since it's three, like uh, that's my one beef with that game is that it's teams of three and nothing else. Yeah, that's true. So if I don't have a ready made crew, I'm not going to jump in one. You know, you can't jump in one v ones, which I would enjoy. I really wish it had a one v one, one v one and a four v four. I think would be really cool. Maybe there's not, or they, not maybe they haven't found a good way to balance that, you know? Yeah. With everybody's abilities and stuff. I could see specific characters might be better as a right. solos. Yeah. yeah. I think a four-man team could be a lot of fun. So yeah, I've been playing some of that Apex Legends Season 2 on PC. Just a little bit, not not a whole lot. Have you shot a dragon? I Flyer? have not yet, but I've seen other people do it. It's fun. It's pretty cool. But you need to tag them. That's a good like a piece of advice. Anyone who's playing, 
tag your flyer before you shoot it because if you just start shooting, your brother player is teammates. Gonna, your other yeah. teammates are gonna start freaking out because they think you're getting shot. Yeah. Yeah. So on top of Apex Legends Season Two on PC, I've tried a couple other PC games out. Uh, Dota Underlords, I have actually been playing a little bit of. Uh, I didn't really know anything about auto chess, but I dove on into that, gave it a try, and I'm getting manhandled. <laughs> okay. But I'm still having fun with it. It's something you can kind of do, not completely passively, but it's it's relatively low involvement. You know, you only have to really pay attention a few seconds every couple minutes. Okay. And and it's fun. I'm digging that. I'm also playing auto chess on my phone here and there a little bit. I forgot to download that. I'm going to download that right now. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Final Fantasy XIV, their newest expansion, um, Shadowbringers, I believe is the name of it, came out. A couple That's of friends right. got a hold of me and said, hey, you need to get back into Final Fantasy XIV. And I'd only beaten the base campaign. Mm-hmm. So I have like three or four expansions worth of content to get through. Oh, man. That's so, exciting, but that's like just a lot. <laughs> yeah, so I streamed a little bit of it the other day, and I've played, I've gotten through, let's see, I'm on the first ex- expansion right now, and I have two out of six crystals. So I think I'm about a third of the way through that expansion. Cool. Um, my character is a black mage. I'm level 55, and the new level cap is 80. Okay. So I got a there. lot of game left to go. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh, and then finally, I beat Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Okay, cool. And Was it we have a review typical? of that up on the site. Um, yeah, that final boss fight's rough. I played on the PlayStation 4, and I have a PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. There are definitely technical hiccups with that, and, and Maurice mm-hmm. mentioned that a lot in his review. He played the PC version of the game. And one thing I ran into that he did not, I asked him about it, uh, there's one particular boss fight that just absolutely slowed to a crawl. I mean, it was like watching a slideshow at portions of it on uh, the PS4 oh wow. Pro. That's weird. And That's not fun. Yeah, For those who I, don't know, Maurice is our video games editor. Yeah, and he reviewed it. I, it's funny because as a programmer, I know what's going on behind the scenes and why it's so slow. Okay. Like, it's it's a casino boss, and he's pulling out a gargantuan stack of chips that he crushes inward to try to kill you. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that they're creating each chip as its own individual object instead of a stack as an object. And it's just absolutely crippling the PlayStation 4 Pro version of that fight. Okay. Um, huh. But he didn't have any issues with it on PC. I'm sure if I'd have played on PC, it would have been fine. But there's other little bugs here and there, like enemies dropping items that are you can't pick them up. Or When I finally did beat the game, there was a sound glitch from the final boss that carried through all the cutscene to the rest of the game. I had to deal what with it. What the? <laughs> so I didn't even get to watch the end scene without that sound glitch. That sucks. Wow. But I'm glad I finished the game. I really enjoyed it. If you like Castlevania... So you don't anymore? I'm done with the game. I'm not going back. <laughs> I, I want to go back and 100% it for Backlog Golf, mm-hmm. but it's all busy work stuff. It's like, you need to collect 500,000 gold. I played 14, 15 hours and only... Only accrued like forty thousand gold maximum. I would have to just grind. Mm-hmm. There's optional bosses and stuff left to do, but I'm gonna move on to something else. I've got other stuff I need to work on for review that I can't talk about yet. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Not even by Wednesday. I will. 
Uh, let me see when the embargo lifts. Go ahead and talk about what you guys have been playing. Okay. Go ahead, Shelly. I'm actually trying to think. I don't think I've played anything new. I mean... Okay. I... No. I've still just been playing the same games. I'm still playing through Shadow Mordor for straight... Like, yeah, I... My life's not that interesting when it comes so, to video games. I just went and looked. The embargo Actually, will wait, lift. I did buy it. one. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Go for it. I bought Human Fall Flat on the Switch because it was on sale. Oh, okay. Because I, I just haven't played much of it. That's why I forgot about it. But it, if you've never heard of it, it's like a weird physics uh, puzzle game. So you, you play this guy, you play Bob, you can customize what he looks like, kind of, but you can walk around and you have weird grabbing mechanics and you're trying to, like, do all this weird physics and you can, like, flop around. It's kind of weird. Um, it sounds really weird. You can play multiplayer, and there, I've never tried multiplayer, I just played a little bit single player, but, I mean, I have the game. I, I still don't know how I feel about it yet, so... We'll see. Cool. But I do have it. It's awesome. All right. So I looked up the embargo on this game, and I can talk about it. The embargo lifts Wednesday at 8 a.m. Okay. Pacific. So it's called Tiny Metal Full Metal Rumble. And if you all remember, Tiny Metal came out. Uh, the original one came out a year or two ago. I reviewed yeah. it for us as well. Uh, Full Metal Rumble is going to be out this week or maybe next week. The... I need to look up the release date, but that's when the embargo lifts. And so I've been playing a bit of it uh, for review, and I won't have my review live by the time the podcast is up. It'll probably be next week sometime before I'm able to get it up. There's a lot of game there. I will say this about it, though. This is what the original Tiny Metal should have been. Hmm. Ooh, okay. Uh, several new units. It's The same core ba- game is still there, but they've got they've got online multiplayer. They've got skirmishes. <clears throat> my big one with this one is that they have uh, English VO in the game, which is huge to me. And they have CO powers, which if you've played Advance Wars, is a huge hallmark of that franchise. Hmm. Cool. So you take your turns, you build up powers, and then you can use a CO power to, uh, you know, to use, to, to give all your units some sort of special boost and every commander has a different commander power sounds fun and there's there's some yeah i i I don't know what i'm gonna land on for this yet but i'm really enjoying my time with this compared to the original game so above a five uh yes yeah i'm i'm guessing as of right now it's gonna be a seven or an eight cool but you can find that on our website at geeksundergrace.com Dot com. Dot com. You can find <laughs> my review com. of the original over there as well. Oh, cool. You can kind of compare Dot the two. Com. Yeah. I I haven't been gaming much. I beat Silver's story, finally. Wow. So that's real good. What is Silver's story? In Sonic 06. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So now you I, still have Shadow? Just have Shadow and then whatever Whatever's the final after. thing is. You're yeah. Yeah, been grinding. I feel like I had a better time with Silver Story than I did Sonic's as far as like glitchiness goes, except for that part where I literally had to 
glitch to beat that level. Uh, but other than that, it's actually been okay. Hmm. And then Apex. I've been playing Apex Season 2. I really like it. I think the flyers and stuff are cool. Um, Who do you main? Wraith. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very, very exclusively. Like, if I don't have Wraith, I'm kind of lost. I usually play Bangalore or um, I can't remember the robot's name. Uh, Pathfinder. Pathfinder. You should give Pathfinder some more time. Okay. The way that he uses that grappling hook to maneuver around the world... Like, mm-hmm. you can really move. And, and, and I've heard read. he's harder to hit because of the hitbox stuff. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. because He's fun skinny. to play, and you can really zip around with him. Okay, I'll also check him out a little bit more. I've played with everyone a little bit, just not a lot. Yeah. I know our friend, Gaming for God, his main is Pathfinder. And he's right, one of the, yeah. He's one of the top, I think, like 50 or something he's, Pathfinders. He's Gaming for Hope now. Oh, Gaming for Hope, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Check him out on Twitch. He's part of the un, the uh, the unashamed team. Yeah, Sweet. gaming for hope. There's no G. It's gaming right. for hope with the yep. number four. Yep. Cool. And tell him we sent you. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I th- I think that's it. I'm gonna check this game out. I kept I completely forgot about that auto chess. So it is downloaded on my phone now. I'll talk about it next week. Cool. We may have across my thoughts on Joe's. Huh. We may end up crossing paths in there. Oh, that'd be cool. Actually, I need to add you as a friend. So. Is there a friend thing? All right. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Up oh, from there, we can get into the news. Yeah, so what's, uh, what's start, going on? starting out this week, uh, Remedy, who is the development studio that originally developed Alan Wake, have reacquired the rights for that franchise from Microsoft. Microsoft okay. had the rights for it for a long time. Did Microsoft do anything with the rights besides republish? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. But there's there's already talk that Remedy is is going to make some wheels turn now that they've got the property back. Oh, sure. Awesome. So, that's good news. Um, TennoCon was this past weekend, mm-hmm. and with that, they announced some new content for Warframe. It is called, uh, I can't remember the name of it, Empyrean? I believe that was what it was called, but... They showed off uh, some new Warframes, some new content that's upcoming, but they said it will launch holiday 2019 for okay. the new war content, and then the Empyrean and Daviri Paradox don't have a date yet. Though That's the franchise that's like the blasphemy thing, right? Or whatever it is. What do they Blas- say? Uh, that everyone in the, the community says all the time. Be a space ninja. This is oh, space wait, what ninja What am I thinking game. of? I'm thinking of Warhammer. Warhammer's Deus Vault. Yeah, you're talking about Heresy. Heresy. That's what it was. That's Heresy a, for the for the Emperor. Yeah. Forty K. That's forty K, yeah. <laughs> Got it. I was wrong. Actually, there's there's Heresy in the original Warhammer too, but that's oh. why you have Inquisitors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, EA says that they are struggling with the perception that they are, quote, just a bunch of bad guys. But who's struggling with that though? Is it EA? Well, EA says they're struggling with that perception of them. But like, I could see that the developers struggling with that. I can't see people who own the company. It was one of the higher up bosses for for EA. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And, That's interesting. You know, there's there's all the recent blow up with Battlefront Two and the loot boxes and them 
coming out a few weeks ago and saying that they were surprise mechanics and that they were beneficial and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you go back years and years and years, right? EA has has earned this distinction of this reputation of being a terrible company over the years. Right. And and I thought they'd righted the ship for a while, and then all this blew up with Battlefront again. But, you know, back in the day, one of my favorite franchises was Command & Conquer. Mm-hmm. And that was Westwood Studios that created those and spun those out. EA bought Westwood, kind of engulfed them. They made a, one or two uh, Command & Conquer games under the EA, under the EA banner. And then EA kind of crumpled them up and threw them in the trash and left them to die. And they had a reputation for doing that with a lot of companies for years. Yeah. They s- squeezed all the blood they could out of the stone and then moved on. Well, like Anthem is EA too, right? Yes. And so is. there was kind of this thought that I think a lot of people were like, well, it's EA, but I'll give Anthem a try. Right, because it's also... Bioware? Well, I mean, Bioware. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Bioware right. I was gonna makes say... Dragon Age, Bioware makes Mass Effect, and those are successful franchises for the most part. I mean, I know people hated Andromeda, and I'm uh, hoping Dragon Age 4 will be good, but we'll <laughs> see. Um, but that's the thing. Like, those are all under EA, and as a publisher, EA kind of has... They have some say in what the developers can and can't do. Right. Mm-hmm. But and... I think with, like, Battlefront... Obviously, they took a huge hit with, and then they had this anthem. They had this like chance to kind of come back a little bit and have a little bit of grace, and like that didn't happen at all. And so, no, you can check out a lot of trust that on the website as well. Yeah, (laughs) there's just there's not a lot of reason to trust this company at this point. Yeah, it's it's just crazy because it's both in these bigger franchises, these bigger games like Anthem and Battlefront, but. We're also seeing it with indie games that EA is backing up. So I was watching a trailer for a game called Sea of Solitude. I think Joe mentioned it a week or two ago. And it looks legitimately pretty cool. Uh, I read the comments on this YouTube video, which I guess is always a mistake, right? But I just wanted to see how people (laughs) were feeling. Almost every single comment I read was the exact same format of, Oh, this looks cool. I'm interested wait a second, it's EA, I'm not buying it. Just anything along those lines of, hey, wait a second, this could this has potential, but wait, it's EA, so it's trash. That sort of thing. And yeah. it's just sad that it's sort of affecting indie games in that sense, because like that's it's mm-hmm. sort of different, it's sort of separate from EA at that point, but it's just everywhere. Yeah, it'd be yeah, interesting I mean, to see where EA goes from there. I used to buy the you know football games every year. I grew oh, up yeah. playing football. I used to buy... But when they... When they acquired the exclusive rights to the NFL license, mm-hmm. I stopped buying football games. I'm not. I'll never buy a Madden game. No. Mm-hmm. And that was the year that that they actually got some competition and got it stuck to them a little bit, and they kind of went over the heads and secured the entire league's license. An EA game that I definitely would buy would be Quidditch. Two, like if they made a sequel to the Quidditch game they made, <laughs> it was legitimately a really good game. That'd be crazy. I mean, I still want to give. Yeah, I I mean, Titanfall, right? Respawn is under the EA banner. Yeah, and Apex. So the upcoming Star Wars uh, Fallen Order is going to be EA, and I want to like that game a lot. 
It looks like my kind of jam. But it's EA. So we don't know. Can't yeah. Can't trust. I'm I'm just never surprised when EA burns me anymore. I'm I'm willing to stick my hand in the microwave every time though. Dang. <laughs> yeah, they've they either need to like it's gonna take a lot to build up a trust again. Yeah. Uh, but at least they're kind of recognizing that that's how they're being perceived and they need to work on that image. So maybe we'll see a change soon. Happened with Comcast. Comcast had the worst customer service. It was like rated number one worst customer service. Now, if you have Comcast, uh, I can't say for sure, but every time I've encountered them since then, they've been wonderful because they saw that, you know, they were voted and so they went to fix it. Okay. EA's been voted worst company in America several times and they haven't fixed anything. Well, maybe they will now. They've voiced. They've voiced oh, no. acknowledgement of it. We'll see. I mean, the Pokemon after they company were... voiced acknowledgement about the national decks, and they are not doing anything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But know. in that acknowledgement, they were like, we don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll Anyways. see with time. Yeah. So that's all the news for the week. We'll move on into the pull list. It's pretty quick this week. Uh, I know one that several people have been curious about and waiting for for a while. It's been out in Japan for a while now. Dragon Quest Builders 2 comes out stateside this week. And that is the kind of fantasy mix with... It's It's got a lot of cube-based world building, kind of mm-hmm. like you would do with Minecraft. Kind of neat, actually, in my opinion. So. Uh, and then God Eater 3 comes out on the Switch this week, if IGN's list was still accurate. One that uh, I hadn't had on my radar until recently, though, Soul Seraph comes out this week on everything, and it looks pretty cool. I may be willing to take a couple of hits on my Backlog Golf or uh, try to see if I can review that one, so we'll see in time. Cool. Nice. That's it for gaming this week. Awesome. Sweet. I'm going to look at it, Joe's movies quick. Uh, we saw, Shelly and I, not together, in totally different states, but we watched uh, Far From Home. Yes. What'd you think? I think it might be my favorite live-action Spider-Man movie. Oh, wow. I think, I think it is, actually, at this point. Okay. Like, it's, I really, really liked it. Um, is that Tom like Holland the best Spider-Man for you, then? Live-action? I think so. He's the one I definitely enjoy the most. I enjoy him more than Andrew Garfield. I definitely enjoyed him more than Tobey Maguire. Um, mm-hmm. And I understand why people liked those other Spider-Man. Like, I still think Spider-Man Andrew Garfield's my favorite. Better, but I Tom Holland just is... I don't know. And, like, just... He fits the tone of the movies, and I love the tone of the movies. I guess... Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. He's the token young guy... Um, in this and and in the MCU and it's someone I can relate to I think anyone my age or even younger can relate so and I found myself in the movie without giving too much away going dude he's just a kid like leave him alone (laughs) no absolutely it's a really they handle lots of things in there that I really appreciate but I'm not going to talk about it because Mm -hmm. of you know spoilers or whatever but it's just a really good movie. I think all the characters, all the characters were really well done. I can't think of a character that just was bad. Even the smaller characters, the less important characters, they all had, they were all fully fleshed, which is mm-hmm. really awesome. So, 
I really appreciated too just the way that they handled this kind of I want to live this normal life but I'm also a superhero and kind of this back and forth yeah. uh, that Spider-Man is known for and I think out of any Spider-Man movie this has probably done the best job of portraying that totally so that was really cool I think so like I think every other Spider-Man movie at least live action especially wants to touch on that I definitely think this was the best the most well done in that aspect. Yeah. I heard rumors that there were going to be nine Spider-Man movies. Wow. And I thought that was really crazy, but seeing this one, I can totally see it. They need to do eight so it could be one for each leg. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think the plan is he's going to go through high school, three years of high school, three years of college, and then three years. That'll be an adult, and what I assume will happen with the adult years is it'll be him um, giving it over to... The Miles, Miles. Morales Spider-Man. Yeah, I I guess we'll see. But that seems like an awful lot of movies for that. It's a lot. I'm more I okay mean, with that. I'm more okay with Spider-Man, Tom Mahone's Spider-Man having nine movies than I am with um, the J.K. Rowling series. Uh, Fantastic Beasts Fantastic having Beasts. five movies or whatever. I think that's what yeah. they said. I'm way more okay with Spider-Man. Because He's kind of the Batman for Marvel. Is like the not in the sense that the tone, but oh, this no. like the most well face. known, like the face. Yeah, of, of when I think of Marvel, I think, baby, especially with how Endgame ended with, I, we talked about Endgame on this yeah. podcast before. Yeah. At this especially point, especially given Iron Man and Captain America are out of the picture, mm-hmm. we, they need a new face for the MCU. They have to because they were. Those two were the face, and so they really right. have to transition into this new, um, yeah, new face. So, go watch it; it's super good. Yeah, I would definitely watch Endgame first. Definitely watch Endgame first. Um, yeah, and probably watch Infinity War first, and then watch Endgame, and then watch this. But that's just me. And probably watch Homecoming too if you haven't seen that first. Yeah, you get a lot of movies, but it's worth it. Go watch all of those. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen most of those, a lot of those. at this point. Yeah. Have you seen any other movies? Uh, I also watched Into the Spider-Verse for a second time because I, I watched Far From Home on Friday. And then I was in the mood to do more Spider-Man things. I was really in the mood to play the Spider-Man game, which I do own, but have barely played. And I just, I haven't. Um... So I watched Into the Spider-Verse with my sister because she hadn't seen it yet. So, cool. Ah, oh, that one. That one's and definitely that on my Netflix favorite Spider-Man movie. Watch it. I would say. I also watched. I didn't even think about it until just now. Free State of Jones, with Matthew McConaughey. Oh. It was on Netflix. I, I thought it ask, would be. Yeah. I I figured why not. Uh, my wife is not feeling well, so oh, no. I was like, I need to watch something that she doesn't care about. Or she'll come out here mad because I'm watching something she does care about. (laughs) (laughs) And it's informative. I don't know. It was okay. Uh, I think if you're really, really into history, you'd probably really appreciate it. Uh, It's Civil War era. It's about a guy who... He's um, part of the Confederate. He leaves the military for reasons that are shown in the movie. And then he kind of rebels against the country. And so he creates this free state of Jones, which is Jones County, Mississippi. And it's like 
there's no taxes, they don't pay taxes, and they don't um, have slaves, and it's kind of their own little small country, which obviously has its own issues. And so it's kind of this, it's really interesting to see how they got as far as they did as their own little nation, little company of people that grew very quickly throughout the years. Uh, but it doesn't end like on a super happy note. It's just kind of, or a super sad note. It just kind of ends and it was like, and this is what happened. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm glad that I know these things now. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey does a really, really good job though. I will say that. All right, all right, all right. Not a single one of those. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure they were like, you can't say all right at all during this movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I'd recommend it. It's good. It's gory. Beware of that. Super, super gory. Uh, very realistic. There was Civil War era. Some people just faces are just gone oh. right, right off the bat. Just be aware of that. But if you're really into history, you might find it interesting. And that is on Netflix as well. What's uh, going on in the movie news, Shelley? Yeah, well, we were just talking about Spider-Man Far From Home and Mm -hmm. sort of talking about what a future with Spider-Man, what a future with MCU is going to look like. We're probably going to get a really clear idea of that um, at San Diego Comic-Con. So Kevin Feige is going to be there and going to be doing a Hall H panel, which they only really do if there's going to be something really big announced. So pretty much everyone's thinking, yeah, they're going to talk about... Phase, what, three? Is that is that the phase at this point? This would be phase five. Phase, what? Oh, okay, phase five. Yeah, Spider-Man no, was right. the end of phase four. Yeah, okay. The next phase, uh, and probably future of Spider-Man movies, as we were just talking about, future of what the MCU is going to look like, um, and maybe they'll release something huge. So pro- I hope they talk about Black Widow, because we've kind of been talking about that there is going to be a Black Widow movie, but mm-hmm. we haven't heard much about it. So hopefully they'll shed more light on that. Maybe about Black Panther 2, maybe about um, some other stuff. I imagine they yeah. probably... I wonder if they touch on some of their Disney streaming shows. I wonder, I don't know. But, I would hope um, so. I don't know. Either way, there's going to be some huge announcements regarding Marvel. Mm-hmm. and in cinematography so cool yeah be excited for that uh we've sort of talked a lot in the last couple weeks about hollywood and about these movies that are just trying to feed off nostalgia to get people find theaters so another kind of example of that is we're going to be seeing another mask movie so if you guys remember the mask yeah or- Son of the Mask. The original Jim Mask Carrey. movie had Jim Carrey, and that's why it was really popular, because everyone loves Jim Carrey. Because it was amazing. Because Jim Carrey's amazing. Yeah, there's going to be like a reboot of some sorts with this movie, and they want to have a female lead. Um, so I can't think of anyone who's been like messed with their face as much as he did. But right. we also know. live in a world full of CGI, so maybe it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to do whatever they want. I think I watched The Mask once and I was freaked out and didn't like it. So (laughs) I'm not very emotionally invested with this, but maybe someone else is. Um, It's The Mask of Loki. Oh. Yeah. Not Marvel's Loki. That would be cool. That would be cool. Better than the Loki that they got for... It's technically a 
Dark Horse comic, I believe. That's okay. what it's based off of. I, 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 I could be wrong, um, but I'm pretty sure it's the Dark Son of the Mask comic. is real bad. Right, I'm sorry and that kind of killed made the that. series. So. Yeah. If they could, I don't know, it could end up being a sequel to the original that they just forget of Son of the Mask. They, it could be a reboot, it could be, re- I don't really know. I'm okay with these weird sequels. I don't like that you invest time in like reboots and then the reboots don't matter anymore. But the B movie sequels that they kind of made in the 90s, I'm okay. Dude, imagine a B movie sequel. <laughs> it's Seinfeld. Like, we don't need to bother with that. Like the Seinfeld B movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> imagine a world. If we get to that point, you know we've lost. <laughs> we meaning humanity yes exactly oh that would be disgusting um and finally you may have seen it already it's gotten pretty popular around youtube and various mm-hmm. news sources uh we got our trailer for live action mulan finally we've talked about it last couple well not even last couple of podcasts i feel like we first mentioned it a long time ago and then it was really quiet yeah. And now we finally got a trailer, which is... And there's no uh, Mushu. There's no Mushu. There's no Shang. There's no songs. I think they may have instrumental versions of the songs. Basically... I'm shaking my head no for those listening. It's... It's... Um, this is everybody. It doesn't look like Mulan. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like Mulan. And maybe that's okay. My, I have strong opinions about it because I've had strong opinions about all the live action Disney movies that they've been pushing out. It's based, correct me if I'm wrong, is it based off of a true story? I would say, I, they're, Milan's historical, right? I was going to say, I, I think this is, you're upset about there being elements that are missing, but there are elements missing from Disney's animated interpretation of this story. Yeah. I don't okay. think those elements are missing from the classic story. But they haven't made it very clear if it's being based off of the original story or off the animated story. Because they did such a good job. With all these other live action remakes that they've had, it's very, very, very close to the animated yeah. thing of that. Yeah. Which, given a lot of those aren't based off, like, true story. They aren't based off... They are based off of original stories, though, right? I mean... Not Aladdin. I think Aladdin might have been original for Disney. Um, Beauty and the Beast? I don't remember if that was like a Hans Christensen thing. I really don't. Um, And Cinderella. I guess Aladdin was kind of based on Arabian Nights. So either way, all of those movies, they're very, they're like side-by-side comparison, very close to the original animated movies. This one, Mulan, is... Just a very different approach in the break in what they've done in the past. I just kind of wish it was its own movie, though. Why is it happening? I did Mulan? some research. Yeah. Mulan is historically a legend and not necessarily a real person, but she was singing about a ton. Uh, they made up, it's the ballad of Mulan. Yeah. Um, and so. Not a Disney original. Right. They yeah. may have thought it a true story back then, but there's no like evidence saying whether or not it was real got you which yeah makes sense but i didn't know that i've never learned i just figured it was fictional until just now we learned things never question that learn a lot of things um yeah educating our listeners yeah educating ourselves too (laughs) yeah so i don't know 
And it seems pretty clear with the some of the actions they're taking with Little Mermaid that things are going to be, you know, different too with that movie. So I just don't really know how I feel about it. I kind of, this looks like a really cool Chinese, like classic Chinese epic movie. If you watch the trailer, that's, you get all those vibes and it's mm-hmm. really cool. I'm all about it. If it wasn't Mulan, can you just make that movie, but not have it be Mulan? Like, there's no purpose. If you're if you're taking out all those things anyway, then why? I don't know. I guess it's just knowing that the legends called Ballad of Mulan. I think they would have called it Ballad of Mulan. If it, it would wasn't, have been. Yeah. We would have been like, oh, this is a different thing. <sighs> I'm just a but little. But because it's called just Mulan, we're like, oh, it's gonna be like the cartoon. It's just a little upsetting. I'm. I'm probably not going to watch it in theaters. I've sort of told myself I wouldn't watch any more live actions in theaters, but I'll see if reviews are good. I know I won't Aladdin watch if was not trash. Because so. I go to theaters for like big effects. If it's a good story, then I'll wait till it's at home to watch. Hmm. Which that is an interesting thing, though. They the trailer definitely has a focus on. I think, I mean, as, my inter- as far as my interpretation goes, it really has a focus on, like, the acting and the cinematography of, like, the, the choreography, yeah. not cinematography, the choreography um, of, like, fighting and, and action and scenes, but not scenes that are far, like, fleshed and CGI and gorgeous like Being the Beast was. Or, like, Aladdin kind of looks like it's being. You know, they create these CGI images of huge landscapes or really crazy visuals with lots of colors. You don't really see that so much in this trailer, which I think is a good thing. But I don't know. Cool. Tell us what you think. Talk to us on Twitter. Hashtag GUGCast. GUGCast. That's our movie news, though. Well, Joe, you've seen a little bit of Stranger Things. One episode. I've watched... <laughs> I watched it right before this. Oh, wow. I watched, How much have you watched, Shelly? I've watched five episodes? Hey, we're about the same place. Nice. I think I'm five episodes in. Cool. It's the best season so far, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Every... Well, Joe, yeah. you can't really talk too much on it. <laughs> yeah. Right. What do you think, Shelly? Uh... Every episode just blows my mind how old they are. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not a spoiler. They're they they're older. Um, their yeah, voices the are younger. Are exactly older. the voice that like when they say things, I'm just like, gosh, your voice is so low now. It's it's so funny. <laughs> um, and it's cool because I think you know story wise, like the things that they do in the in the story, like it makes sense. You know, they're older, but um, which yeah, again, I really like it. It's just really funny to me and sometimes yeah, they do I mean, have little flashbacks to things that happen season one season two that's and it's what's just really so, crazy you see how so little they clear. are it's like oh man like it's such a drastic change even though mm-hmm. it was only a year or two right yeah yeah it's only been like yeah. a year i think mm-hmm. maybe two years but i mean that's that's the experience that a lot of us had with the harry potter movies very right? true yeah yeah mm-hmm I for me it was a little bit different I think because I like was Harry's age when the first Harry Potter movie came out, so I kind of grew up with That's, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. So I didn't feel like I, he was growing up that much because I was kind of growing up the same way and it felt kind of natural in yeah. that way. Whereas, yeah, with this, I guess I can see that. 
we're watching these kids grow up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really right. crazy. It's so 80s. <laughs> yeah. I love the show's 80s vibe, which yeah. is weird because I didn't grow up in the 80s or anything, but I watched a lot of like 80s movies kind of like as I grew up. Like a lot of, so that first episode when when uh, Dustin first gets home mm-hmm. and like the robots come crawling mm-hmm. out and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I remember some of those toys vividly. Wow. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. It's really crazy how much attention they pay to details. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you'll see just like things or logos um, or things like that, and you're just like, oh yeah. man, like they really—it like, is '80s. Like, <laughs> like I said, I, I've only seen the first episode, but one of the things that caught my attention was, you know, when when it's it's showing the scene at the uh, at the pool, mm-hmm. and the ladies are laying there, and one of them is drinking a Coca-Cola. Yeah, like, that was the redesign New of the can Coca-Cola. in the '80s. Yeah, it's really really <laughs> cool to see all that stuff that. And you're going to see a lot of that, Joe, uh, throughout. Just like little product placement, but it's old 80s product placement. It, yeah. It's cool to see these old logos and stuff. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited to finish it. I've heard... Uh, no, I've heard no spoilers. I've just heard like every finale for every season of every show, something big happens. That's... Mm-hmm. That, I don't think that's a spoiler just because... That's every show. That's every finale of every show. Like everyone's like, oh man, but wait till the I'm like, I'm expecting something big. If it's not if something <laughs> big doesn't happen, it's not a finale. That's what I'm gonna say. Where so. I'm at at this point, I feel like we're gonna be left on a cliffhanger. I can imagine. Just because where we're at, I'm like, you need to close up soon. There's only eight episodes so, in the season. I I can't speak to it yet, but I called my girlfriend before the show and she was halfway through the finale. <laughs> and she was like i need a break so uh, sounds yeah. like it's pretty tense cool yeah my my parents are so funny so i first got them into stranger things i told mm-hmm. them i i implored them watch stranger things because they wanted a show to watch together and i knew given it was you know super 80s and it's not super scary that they would love it but they can only like especially my mom she can only go through two episodes at a time like, ever since the first season. And now, we watched uh, the first two episodes together as a family. And um, <laughs> she's just like, I can't go on. We gotta stop. <laughs> it's too Aww. intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy how well done it is. I've been watching Jessica Jones as well. And I, I like the season of Jessica Jones. But the writing compared to the two is just like... It's really, really crazy how different they are, even though they're both Netflix originals. Hmm. Um, as far as, I don't want to talk bad about poorly about Jessica Jones, but Netflix is just more well done. I feel like um, effects wise and writing wise, and just all these different things. Yeah, um, I think it makes sense too because Stranger Things, like that's all it is, is Stranger Things. It's the show, whereas Marvel yeah. has this crazy cinematic universe and a couple different shows that they're putting money into, but not as much money That's true. as their movies. All Stranger Things money and franchise Everything's is into that. this show. So it makes sense. And it's very successful. It's like, of course, I, it's not going to happen because we have another Batman coming up, but I would love these directors or producers to make the next Batman. The level they do horror would be perfect because it's not like Ooh. overly scary, but it's a little suspenseful. It's just, it puts you on edge. Yeah. Even things that don't need to, 
or like they just do so well mm-hmm. i don't know everything's awesome the show love stranger things um yeah are you guys watching anything else uh i'm still plugging away on one punch man slowly nice cool still I'm enjoying still it pressing on it. yeah good the the sense of humor is just on point it's so good so what was the last uh i guess big villain that that's been going well around? so the last episode that i saw you know he's he's a level c rank hero okay yeah and and uh, his buddy's like, you know, you have to do something every week or they drop you off the charts. And he freaks out and goes out looking for stuff. And then the ninja shows up and he has to fight the ninja. Yeah. I love Sonic. So that's that's where I'm at. Sonic. He's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah, and he's trying, he's trying to think of what the guy's name is. I know, he's, he's like, like, what the heck? And the guy's super funny. He's like, speed of sound Sonic, I'm so fast. <laughs> he, he names like three different names that are totally offbeat. Yeah. I love Saitama. So, Man. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. Anything else? Uh, nope. Cool. We'll get into, speaking of Netflix, there is apparently a lot of smoking happening in Stranger Things of cigarettes. Yeah. And Netflix is now stating that they're going to cut back on how much they show of people smoking. But it's the oh, 80s yeah, that's and that show specifically. Yeah, like why smoking Netflix and not? Netflix original content's full of nudity and crap. It's and like, are they? That's what they're concerned about. Are they about? doing it for portrayal, or are they doing it for the health of the actors? <laughs> I, don't, I think it was portrayal. Because <laughs> I didn't at look this into that. Point, at this point, because when I see them all smoking, I'm just like, oh man, like you're doing it. I mean, I don't know. Man, their lungs must be toast. It's just, Take eighty six carton two hundred and thirty three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's, I do. I think about those things. It's like I wonder how many cigarettes they go through when they're filming. I mean, they probably don't. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They could just not be smoking. It could all be effects. I understand that CGI. I I just don't know. I don't know. That's why they, it's very realistic. If if I I believe it's portrayal. I believe they're worried okay. that smoking could be seen as cool or whatever, and people picking it up. Uh, but like to Joe's point, there was a lot of other things that they're doing that aren't good that they portray as good. Uh, they might want to worry yeah. about as well. Yeah, I just, put, I mean, they're pretty free to put that kind of content all over the place too. What was it? Altered Carbon? Yeah, right. I wanted to watch Altered Carbon, and that stuff was, was prolific, ridiculous. so I didn't watch Altered Carbon. Yeah, I. I don't know. I think, but like specifically with Stranger Things, and that was kind of where this conversation came from—the smoking and it being the '80s really sets the tone of the era that they were in. Yeah, it's like not everything about the '80s was good. We gotta admit yeah. that. It's just gotta be authentic. There were demigorgons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you had to use ham radios. The internet wasn't that prolific yet. Yeah. <laughs> I saw them reading, I think it was like a, an M&M bag, like just the back of it, because they were like bored, and I was like, man, it's this really, really small thing, it's like in the background of a scene, and I was like, you guys don't have phones? <laughs> so you're reading an M&M package. They got phones, <laughs> but the phones have cables that are yeah. 35 feet long. <laughs> they don't have Facebook. They have M&M wrappers, and they can read the ingredients too. 
I mean, we had an Eminem rapper when I was a kid too. <laughs> did you? I get it. Did you yeah. ever in your boredom it. read the like the ingredients on That's your funny. candy? I used to read the ingredients on shampoo bottles when I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> this is enlightening. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I've ever been that bored. No, I don't know. I've always had a Game Boy. Mm. If I got bored, it would be Pokemon. Joe grew up before Pokemon. In a dark world. I mean, it came around when I was in middle school. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But before that, he had Pong and Pac-Man. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know what we did, actually, when I was a kid? We had an Atari. Really? That's cool. But we got the Atari after we got the NES. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Still cool, though, because went yeah. to like a, a garage sale or whatever, and my dad came back with a box of 200 Atari games and two controllers. Wow, for two bucks. He probably didn't pay more than 15 or 20 for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, also, in streaming news, there's a Gremlins animated show coming to the Warner Media streaming service. That's super weird. Talking about the 80s. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah, it's. I don't understand the demographic they're going to be shooting for. Like, is it going to be adults or... Because Gremlins, I think, was targeted for kids back in the day, but it was like one of those weird, you want to scare your children, give them Gremlins kind of thing. Yeah. I bet it was rated PG. I don't know. It may have been. I don't remember. But I do remember watching those movies as a kid. Yeah, I love seeing the little gizmo Rambo. <laughs> yeah, Gremlins was rated PG. I just looked it up. That's crazy. <laughs> that was the most terrifying PG movie ever made. Uh, no, no. <laughs> you ever mean, the yeah, PG the, the, the practical effects are pretty creepy, but I there was so definitely humor and stuff in those movies. Yeah, I noticed with Shrek. It was the first time I noticed it. The, the rating for PG has changed. Because Shrek 1 was rated PG, and now the stuff that's in Shrek could never pass for PG. It'd be like PG-13. Yeah. It's weird. So I don't, I can't imagine this is for kids. I would assume it's for adults, but an animated TV show, I don't know. It's hard to get, I mean, we as geeks are pretty used to watching animated stuff uh, for more mature audiences, but that's not like a broad thing. So, not yet anyways. So, I'm surprised. We'll see what what's up with it. And then, Akira is coming back. The original creator, I'm going to butcher this, Katsushiro Otomo is making it. And he's the one that originally worked on it. So, that's cool. And you can go check out me guest starring on the Retro Rewind podcast for the episode of Akira. Yeah. Give our so, are you excited there. for this after watching what you watched, Joe? I was very frustrated and confused with that movie. I think it's got some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the way that they did some of those visual effects back in the day was astounding. So, the idea that we're going to get, a, like, a modern remake on that mm-hmm. could be super cool. And so, that movie that's considered a classic, it was one part of... I mean, I think it only that story only covered like a quarter of the manga. 
Okay. If I if I understand right, so that thing making no sense to me would probably make a lot more sense if they turned the whole manga into a series. Right. Could be cool. We'll see. I don't know much about it. I wish that I did. I know, like you said, it's classic. One of those movies that just kind of escaped me sitting down and actually watching. Yeah. And then we've got a question coming out of Discord. If you want to ask a question, you can always use the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or in our Discord. Uh, if you don't have access to our Discord, let me know or anybody here know and we'll get you plugged in. Um, I think you can Google it as well. But Nintendo asks, how would you handle a gospel conversation at a convention where someone says, all religion is the same. Why should I be a Christian? Uh, and I'm just going to hand this over to you, Joe, because I think you've got the best answer. I'm completely agree i think people aren't gonna like my answer but i would it does argue, it's kind of a cop out but it's a good well, reasoning hey I, I would argue that that's a bad place to have that conversation you're not mm-hmm. the the gospel is good news and you want to share it but doing so in two minutes on a crowded showroom floor is not it, people aren't gonna i i don't think there's a high likelihood of real connection in that sort of setting right mm-hmm for the same reason that, like, I don't think street preachers are particularly effective, in my opinion. I'm not saying that that isn't something that somebody shouldn't do if they're called to do it, if they feel called to do it. But I believe you should sit down and, and develop genuine relationships with people and show them, live the gospel, and let them see that in your life. Yeah. You know, be willing to engage on a personal level. If, if this is somebody that, that you're going to shake hands with, talk to for two or three minutes and they're never going to see you again why should they care to get invested mm-hmm. the only amendment to that i would make is using as far as people know that geeks and grace will go to conventions and we'll pray for people um and we'll tell people about jesus but it's very much like a hey jesus loves you and we don't get any deeper than that and we want people to get deeper with that um but when they are asking these bigger questions it's like hey you know i would totally be down to sit down with you for lunch. Um, and if you can't do that, then, um, you know, I would hope that you can get plugged in. And that's as much as I can do on a show floor. And I, I do want to completely convert you on a show floor. And I do want to pitch uh, one of our sister ministries here. Love mm-hmm. Thy Nerd. Seeing them in action at PAX South was really cool to me because the, the way they do it is a lot of them will just hang out in the board game section. And they will be there to sit down for two or three days at a time and establish relationships with people. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not just hit and run. They're there sitting down with them for several hours at a time, willing to talk and converse and, and get deep. And I think that's super cool to see how they operate. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, I think that for when it comes to, like, Geeks and Grace and our presence at conventions, it's definitely sort of to plant seeds and, and to say, hey, look, we're, we're Christians and we're good people and we're normal people and we're broken people. And, to and sort we're of, geeks and we like the same stuff you like. Exactly. To just give humanity sort of this different face to what people may perceive Christians to be. And, and we don't need to go much deeper than that, especially in a space like that, because I would agree, it's not really a great space for it. Um, it's like, if they, if we do something if we pray for someone 
and they become interested in Christianity, then it's, you know, up to, you know, Jesus is going to lead the way for them, not us. <laughs> and yeah. I think that goes for Love That Nerd as well. They go a very different approach and they really, they go a little deeper with like, yeah, the relationships and saying like, here's what Christianity can look like. But they're, I don't even believe they're really going to have a sit down talk and be just like, okay, you're going to be a Christian now. It's it's planting those seeds and saying, hey, this is what this life looks like. If you're interested, we'd love to talk to you more about it. But it's, it's I don't know. It can be really touchy, especially we're, in a space like that. We, yeah, we, we're there to pray for people and to stigma bust, right? Like, yeah. people just automatically assume that Christians hate them because they're geeks. Mm-hmm. Because they like video games or anime or whatever. And that's not true and we're there to, to help kind of dispel some of that we've literally opened up conversations with hey we're this christian organization and then saying oh never mind you don't want anything to do with us then and i was having to like fight back on that i'm like no we do that's why we're here yeah yeah but like there's some people that immediately hear what we're about and like oh you're christians i don't you don't want to work with us and it's always that it's never i don't want to work with you it's you don't want to work with us yeah i i will say as a pr guy I have literally had developers tell me, like, you probably don't want to cover our game. Like, no, that's exactly why we're here. We want to cover your game. We want yeah. we want to let people know what's in it, of course, but we want to cover it. We're going to play it the same as anybody else on the street. We want to be able to critique that knowledgeably. Uh, but back to the main question, um, kind of just to bring it back home. Any deep question that you're having on a show floor, I would say... You know, that's a great question, and um, if you'd like to follow up with me, then do so. And if they don't want to do that, they don't want to have that kind of commitment, um, let them know that, you know, they probably uh, should find a good church, and they could ask questions there with someone as they get a deeper convers- deeper relationship with somebody there. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games and streaming over on Twitch at Joe Knoweth Games. Typically Thursdays, Saturdays, and occasionally on Sundays. Cool. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24, and you can find me streaming on the Geeks and Our Grace Twitch channel Tuesday nights playing Shadow of Mordor. Cool. You can find me on Twitter at Cody Armour. You can find me on Twitch.tv slash Geeks and Grace on Saturdays, though this Saturday I'm only playing for a single hour. Um, and I'm not sure, I haven't even brought it up with the team yet, if someone wants to take over after that. Um, so it might be a short stream. Someone might go after me, though, and that would be fun. Let's see. Uh, in closing, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.